USDA construction loan coming up. Hey guys, I'm Adam Lesnar and my oxygen is getting borrowers approved for a mortgage when other lenders say that it's just not possible. Today, we're talking about USDA construction loans. How do you get approved? What are the requirements? And what can you expect when getting this type of mortgage? Let's take a look. Today, we have special guest Dave Corwin from the USDA here to talk to about a very underutilized product, I think, especially in this market, which is the uh, one-time closed construction loan on a rural development loan. So Dave, thanks so much for being here. And if you can just tell us, start with maybe telling us a little about your role with the USDA and why talking about this product right now is, is super important in this market. Certainly, uh, that that's a lot. I could talk about this for hours, but I'll try to narrow it down. <laughs> no problem. So yes, my name is David Corwin. I'm the Deputy Director of Lender and Partner Activity for the Single Family Housing Guaranteed Loan Program. It's a long title, but all it really boils down to is I oversee the marketing and training for the program. And our program, for those anyone out there familiar with it, it did used to get administered, although it's a federal program, it used to be administered state by state. Um, so you'd run into a little um, discrepancies for lenders who worked across state borders. Uh, a couple of years ago, though, we unified the program. It's now all under one umbrella. Um, one umbrella. It's a national team spread out throughout the country. Uh, most everyone works virtually. But this way, it's all under one umbrella. Lenders hopefully have found in the last couple of years way more consistency and better better turnaround times as well. Okay. Well, I'm super excited because, or I'm interested to know more about it because I'm actually in a, um, a rural development county. So I, I feel like this is something that um, people don't talk a lot about because they just don't understand it. It's a little bit intimidating. Can you really do something with zero down? And how, and if you can, how does that work on a construction loan? So I guess if, if, you, if we wanted to start by just diving into What's the process like? What where do where does somebody start if they want to get a, approved? Like, do they need to have the land first? Do they need to get pre-approved first, or how does the process work? I mean, the best thing is always for anyone applying for a mortgage, you should be out there talking to a mortgage lender. Let them do the pre-review of you, see what you can qualify for. If there's any credit issues, you got to take care of whatever. So you should always see a loan officer first. Uh, as far as for our program. We have a nice tool on our website. So anyone interested in it, they can see, uh, pick the state you're in and you can see all the active lenders in that state and you click on any one of their names and it takes you right to their website. Uh, so that's a great tool to make it real easy for people to go and check it out. Because like you said, it's, it is an underutilized program. Uh, we're really not much different than VA or FHA. It's a government insured program, or in our case, guaranteed, a backed program. And in our case does 100% and yes, there are those limitations you mentioned about your county being in an eligible area. A lot of people think rural development. Okay, well, I'm not in a rural area. You'd be surprised what the definition is. Over 92% of the U.S. landmass is in an eligible area. Uh, it, it goes all the way up to small towns, up to populations of 35,000. So right. what your concept of rural might be out there when you think about that and what actuality is, uh, would that, again, that amount of landmass eligible, so many people are eligible for this program. And you're right, a lot of people just, it is underutilized um, and that's what we're working on. That's why a division was made two years ago when we centralized to focus on marketing and training to make it easier for the lenders to use the program and understand it and to get more lenders to give it a shot. So in my mind, um, the biggest, 
hurdle for me is thinking when I'm when I'm thinking about a USDA loan, it's going to be uh, income limits as they relate to debt to income rate. It, like I always, I feel like whenever I write a USDA loan, it's it's very close. They're very close to being on the edge of being over the income limit or over the debt to income ratio limit. So uh, I guess is that ever going to change, or is that is it change every year the new limits? Yes, every year comes out about April or May. Uh, so real soon, the next year's limits will come out. And you're right, there are income limits. The program is limited to 115% of the median household income by county. It, it is a pretty generous limit, though. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, and sure, you're running into those types of borrowers, I guess. But at 115%, the lowest that level is anywhere in the nation. So you get out in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. The lowest it is for a one to four person household is ninety two thousand right. dollars. So right. we are getting up into that, you know, what people would consider middle class, really. Mm. And by the numbers, it's almost four fifths of the U.S. population falls in that category. OK, good to know. And the uh, is it minimum 640 credit score? Or is it 620? You know what? As far as our program, there is no bottom credit score. We have no credit score requirement. However, the market lenders, uh, investors tend to put those caps out there. Um, our Gus program, we don't really, I think it's so we can't market and target specifically and people don't understand exactly where it's going to be. You just got to run it through our automated system right. and see. But uh, typically, if you get below a 640, you're probably going to get a refer finding or refer with caution. And what that means to people out there, the, the automated underwriting system will either tell you it's an accept, which means, okay, we agree you're underwrite with your underwriting. This is a good loan, you know, minimal documentation, move forward. If it's a refer, refer with caution, the system just found something about the loan that it just wants looked at closer. I mean, there are a lot of instances where you get people, I don't understand why I got to refer. This is a perfectly good loan. Yeah, refer doesn't mean it's not a good loan. It's just something that triggered the system into saying, hey, let's just look at this closer. Mm -hmm. right. um, and so, and you can also do manual underwrites if, you know, Gus isn't liking or you don't like refers, refer with cautions. We do have lenders there too. They won't take those, but they'll switch over to a manual underwrite at that point. And that's right. acceptable as well. Right. And one, one thing that um, also sticks out to me with USDA, you basically have to show that you don't, um, in order to do zero down, basically you, you need to show that what your assets are uh, as far as, hey, I'm, I'm the right... Um, candidate for this type of loan because my reserves are limited and that's why I'm taking advantage of it, right? There are, the way our criteria is written, it's that someone who can't qualify for conventional credit is eligible for the program. But we've defined conventional credit at the peak where I don't think you'd get someone wanting to use our program if they qualified. They need to have 20% down in liquid assets, of course, not retirement accounts, whatever, mm. plus and also liquid assets, all closing costs, plus debt ratios that don't exceed 2836, plus have credit that meets conventional standards. So you could meet all the first three, but maybe there's something about your credit that Fannie Freddie are rejecting you. There you go. I didn't you can realize still that. So it's gotta be, yeah, it's gotta be a real, uh, for lack of a better word, top-notch borrower. And typically you find someone in that position who can do all that and has all that situation, they're probably going for a conventional mortgage probably not going for any of the government mortgages. Right. Um, Cause as great as our fees, are, we have really low fees. It's a 1% upfront guarantee fee and then 0.35 annual. And that's on a hundred percent 
uh, mortgage, 100% of the appraised value too. So you can borrow above the sales price if it appraises for more. That way, roll in your closing costs, maybe a few repairs, whatever. So while those fees are low, someone who really qualifies conventional is the perfect, you know, has all the money, the great credit and everything, probably still isn't looking to pay anything extra. Probably right. will go conventional. Yeah. I mean, even when you compare it to an FHA loan, that upfront mortgage insurance premium is cheaper. The the monthly is cheaper on uh, on USDA. So it's even a good route to go uh, when you compare it to FHA. Um, and you can roll it in. So actually we finance 101% of the appraised value. That 1% fee can be rolled in right from the start. Right. So what's the, as far from a builder standpoint, what's, what's the approval process like to get approved as an, as a builder for something like this? As a builder, you don't have to get approved with USDA. Um, it's up to the lender to determine that builders are qualified. And while we expect a lender to do due diligence and making sure a construct, uh, construction company they're working with is qualified, we don't have any asks of them. They don't have to turn in paperwork to us or anything. So it's, we leave it on the lender. It's the lender's loan. So we leave mm -hmm. it on the lender to do the underwriting to make the decision about the con, uh, the construction company. Um, and we do put stuff in the handbook. Hey, we expect you to vet that construction company. You should do background check, make sure they're, you know, Got you're it. supposed to do your due diligence. But um, yeah, so there's no hoops. They have to jump through or anything. Okay. So if I'm a borrower and I want to get approved for a USDA loan, one-time construction loan, Basically what I'm looking at doing, if, and correct me if I'm wrong at any time. So first thing I want to do is get pre-approved by a lender. Next thing I want to do is uh, find a lot that I like, make sure that it meets my needs. And then um, simultaneously, probably try to identify a, a builder and make sure that builder can get approved with the lender and that, they, that the builder meets those guidelines. Right? Right. And your lender may have some idea of some too that they've worked with and be able to po help point in a direction right give you some idea okay sure. so then once that happens and we get the builder approved we got the borrower approved then the next step is to kind of get under contract with the seller on the land and then work with the builder on structuring the loan and, and structuring kind of the deal and and see if it uh it makes sense right sure yep okay. and so our our single closed construction program which really it's it's slow taking off. It's only been out a few years now. And of course, again, we are the smallest of all the government lenders, but it's really the best program. And here's why. With our single close program, just like it sounds, it's one closing. You do the initial signing. You aren't coming back again to do any more signings. And there's two versions of it. There's an interest only and securitized version. Interest only, of course, during construction period, you're making interest only payments. The securitized version, you're making full PITI payments. Okay. But both of those, for both of those programs and what we expect someone to do, you can set up a reserve account for those expenses. Roll that into the loan. That way, the borrower isn't trying to make two payments, their current rent or mortgage payment plus this, whether it's interest only a full payment, it's still mm -hmm. a lot of money. So you set up a reserve account for that. So either method, the borrower is not paying out of pocket during construction. And the biggest deal about both of these is that our loan note guarantee is issued right at the initial signing. So before a shovel goes in the ground, everybody's covered. Uh, you, the lender, if anything happens, you're covered. The borrower walks away. You've got all the money. You're going to now manage the build, get the house built, get it sold. If you experience the loss, there you go. You got your guarantee. Turn it in. Uh, okay. So it protects the builder, too. The builder knows, right. hey, anything happens, once signing happens, I'm building this house all the way. 
Mm -hmm. So how does that work as far as getting the first draw to, to do, you know, the things that need to be done to get started? Does the builder need to have those reserves in order to be able to, to break ground and, and get things moving? Or does that first draw come from the lender? That is up to you as the lender. We do not, when we set up this program, we didn't want to micromanage the construction process. All we require of a lender to do this program, and this is self-certifying, we require you have two years experience in construction lending or someone on staff with two years experience in construction lending. So if you've got an underwriter who's done it before and knows it, you know, that's fine. Uh, and it's all self-certification. Got it. So we really step back and leave it to lenders. If you know you want to dive into construction, get to it. Okay. And now, what if I already have a piece of land um, and I have the equity? Is is does that matter at all, or can I use that equity to just cover closing costs or whatever? How does that work with the loan evaluation? Right. Well, obviously that would help your loan to value, and you've got some equity in there to give you more room. Um, but yeah, we do allow you to finance the land in there too, even if you already own it. Okay. So what if I have, if I have the land, if I have the mm -hmm. land and it's already financed, can we pay the, the, the current land loan off with the one-time closed construction loan? Yes. Yes. Okay. You can pay off your current land loan with it. Yep. That way you don't have a second mortgage there, which is fine to have a second if you ever want to. We also have no CLTV rules for our program. As long as we're in the first position and don't exceed 101% of the appraised value, you can have a second, a third, a fourth, doesn't matter. So any payment assistance program, state, federal, local, whatever, it's all good. Okay. Um, another point, uh, important fact to note is when someone's just starting up in that program, a lot of times they learn the hard way, no matter how much training we try to do. And that's another thing too. Any lenders interested in doing the program, my team does live trainings. Uh, we have recorded trainings on our website, but we'll do live ones. We'll help walk you through the process and everything. But uh, one of the big deals is, the reserves for the payments, the reserves for contingency, basically everything that's going to be in that loan, you need to make sure that appraiser knows about it up front because he's not going to be able to hit your value unless he knows all of the costs and, you know, rolling in 12 months of payments, that's a cost. Right. Well, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it's a huge benefit in the program because oh, yeah, again, totally. for yeah. a borrower not to have to pay out of pocket during construction. Cause that's, that's a tough one. You know, the reason that I said at the beginning of the call that this is such an important conversation to have is especially, I mean, out here everywhere, Michigan, Florida, California, I don't care. It's it's tough for borrowers to get noticed and get to the front of the line to get their offer accepted right now. I mean, it's really, really competitive. Um so to have the uh, at least the option to to have the conversation about doing a one-time closed construction loan, I feel like is is a big opportunity to have. And you know, I know some people just shy away from it because they don't want to deal with you know there is a lot of moving parts. But at least you have the opportunity to to get into the house that you want and customize it the way that you want. And um, if you qualify and you're within the the income limits, I mean. I don't see why someone wouldn't at least have the conversation with their loan officer and see if it would work. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, we all know we've heard it a lot over the last year or two that the inventory is low out there, especially for, you know, modest income borrowers, you know, even the middle class. I mean, it's, it's hard out there to find decent housing. Um, and with the, with the construction program, 
it, it really doesn't make sense why a lender who knows construction programs and already does them wouldn't be using this one. I mean, like I say, how can you beat that from initial signing? You are covered. You've got yeah. to guarantee. Especially for first time home buyers, I feel like, because they're in such a different position. They don't have the current house that they can, you know, sell for a great price right now and have that equity that they can put down on the new house to help with their budget and help with their competitiveness on the offer. So I think for first time home buyers, this is, I feel like it's definitely a conversation that people need to be having, or at least look to see if it's even an option. And I'll include a link in the show notes and in the description of, of everything on how to check, you know, what your, what the eligibility is in your area, as far as, um, can you even do rural development in your area? What are the income limits? So I'll include those links. And if, of course, obviously, Dave, if you have any links that you want me to include, I'll definitely do that as well. And um, we'll just, we're just trying to keep people informed and just give them the options. And, and I just think it's so important right now because um, so many people are frustrated. I mean, I have, I have a lot of people that they just gave up on house hunting right now because they're like, I, I don't even want to compete with 14 other offers. It's just obnoxious. So having this in their back pocket, uh, I think it would be, would be huge. Yeah. And we know that's out there. We meet regularly with HUD and VA um, as the other government programs and we talk and we're, we're all experiencing the same thing. We know that's what happens. A borrower with a government uh, loan, a government approval to go shopping for a house when they're putting out there that when the seller's looking through their offers, the government deals get shuffled to the bottom. You know, we all know it. And with USDA, we know out of the government loans, we get shuffled to the bottom of those. <laughs> so, um, and, and there is, the, we do have that weird thing with the income that makes it a little more complex, especially for lenders who aren't familiar with us, don't use us often, that you have to do two income calculations. One, to determine if the household's eligible for the program, and then your regular income calculation, who are the applicants on the loan? What do they qualify for? Because uh, when we were talking about that 115% uh, of median household income to qualify, that's based on all adult household members. So right. now if you have grandma or grandpa living with you, they have social security income, even though they won't be on the loan and their income's not being used or it doesn't matter. They're adults in the household. And if you say they're going to be living with you in the new house you're buying, that income is going to count toward that limit. Right. Um, same, you know, husband and wife, you can't just, well, we just won't, we'll just do one of us, not the other. No, a whole, no matter who's going to be on the loan, all the income counts. So yes, the lender has to calculate all that first make sure they qualify. Then if that's the case, great. Now who's going to be on the loan and just like you would qualify any other loan. Right. Yeah. No, I, I guess um, as, as far as not having to be competitive and being able to do it on construction loan and just removing yourself from the, the current and existing homes and just being able to, to go with a land loan and, and do the construction loan. Um, I just yeah. think that's, it's a, it's a great opportunity. So um, if there's anything else, You'd like to add? Uh, yeah, real quick. Let me just mention too, when we're talking about the lack of housing inventory out there, we also have a rehab repair program works just like the single close. So a home that needs a lot of construction, you might consider it kind of like your, uh, what's that? That FHA 203K, whatever. Right, right. But it works just like our single close construction. A house that needs a whole lot of rehab, you want to do that? Again, you know, you're working with a construction company, contractor, whatever, get the bid, get it all in there, get it appraised. And again, right from the initial signing before any work starts getting done before you can live in it, you've got our loan note guarantee on it. Uh, so again, lenders protected, everyone's protected. Yeah. And again, you can also roll in uh, your 
your monthly payments until you're able to move into the house. Uh, that one's not up to 12 months though, like construction. That one's up to six months. Okay. You can roll payments. Okay. Good to know. Good deal. Well, Dave, I really appreciate your time on this. Thank you so much for, um, for the conversation. And uh, again, if there's anything else you want to add or, or include links, just shoot them to me and I'll include, uh, include them on the, um, you know, the show notes and the, the description, everything. And uh, thanks again for stopping by and, and hope to talk to you again soon. Hey, that's great. Thanks for having me today, Adam. For sure. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for stopping by and having a listen. I hope it was helpful. Big thank you to Dave Corwin for giving us some major insight on the USDA construction loan product. Be sure to check out the links in the description for more information on this and absolutely share this with someone who would benefit from this loan program. Keep an eye out for the video on YouTube at my channel Mortgage by Adam and be sure to subscribe. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.